Hello and happy Monday. Welcome back to the table. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Messy Martha podcast where Monday is made possible. And this Monday, as always, is made possible by coffee. Like, it's not like you're talking. It's just like you're just. This is awkward. It's like doing an Instagram story. Where it's like, I mean, you know, and my kids, I made a reel last night and I did it like 10 times before I got it right. And Everly was like dying laughing at me. Like, you're six. She's like, you look funny, mommy. <laughs> but if you get 10,000 followers, they'll pay you. Yes. I'm like, I mean, it's worth a shot. I may look like an idiot, but hey. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so. Today, we have our first guest of season two, Sister Holly Adcock. Uh, For those of you that may not be familiar with her or know her, she was raised right here at Pine Grove. Um, She's married to Brother Eric Adcock. Many of you know him from his Instagram and his podcast, This Awkward Life. Uh, And if you don't listen to him or follow him on social media, you should do that. Check him out. Um, She's famous around these parts. If you come to any of our events for her... um, She's famous for her performances in our entertainment. She's been in a lot of our uh, plays and stuff like that. Um, but she helps lead our ladies department. She's a member of our praise team and our choir. Um, she and Brother Eric also teach a Sunday school class. Um, they've actually worked with our young people in some form for over 20 years, right? Yes. Yeah. And they coordinate our college and career events. Um, so she's very busy. But um, she was very instrumental in teaching me and Sarah and leading us as young people. Um, I did and still do look up to her in many ways. Um, so we're thankful that she made time to join us today. Um, and we're going to talk about worship. So it's no secret that apostolics have very demonstrative worship. Um, we raise our hands, we clap, we dance around like crazy people. Um, we back up the preacher and we yell hallelujah, um, you know, at any point throughout the service. Um, we're known as holy rollers. We roll in the aisles. Um, some people call us crazy, and that's okay. Um, some people can't or don't understand why we're loud and why we're exuberant with our worship. Um, our way of worship was once very taboo in the Protestant world. Protestants, uh, as babies of the Catholic Church, generally have a very quiet, planned out traditional service. Uh, many would argue that our type of services are disrespectful or out of order. You know, a lot of I have a lot of family that is not Pentecostal, and they have told me before, well, that's, I don't understand that. To me, that's disrespectful. Um, Because the Bible, I mean, it does tell us to do things decently and in order. And we do. Um, But we also know that we have precedent to worship set in the Bible, both in the Old and New Testament. We have a command to worship. Psalms. 149 and 3. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. Hey, there we go. Psalms 154. 150 and 4. Psalm 150 and 4. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Jeremiah 34, 31 and 4. I'll, I'll again build you and you will be rebuilt. Virgin Israel, you will again take up your tambourines and go out to dance with those who are filled with joy. Luke 6 and 24 tells us, Be glad at such a time and dance for joy, for your reward is great in heaven, Mm -hmm. for that is just the way their forefathers behaved to the prophets. Mm -hmm. 
There are also 21 verses in the Bible that tell us or make reference to lifting up your hands. There are also 21. There are also 21 verses in the Bible that make reference to, to dancing. dancing. Um, but we have many characters too in the Old and New Testament. Well, Old, Old Testament worshipped through sacrifice and living a separated life. Um, that was their worship. Um, and David, you know, he famously worshipped by dancing. He was so vile or fervent in his worship that his kingly robe was actually shaken off um, because he danced so violently before the Lord. His wife had a lot to say about that. Um, he also built a temple that was full of singing 24 hours a day and worshipers were dancing in the temple 24 hours a day. Um, and we're told in the New Testament that that is the temple that's going to be restored in the New Jerusalem. It wasn't Moses' temple that was full of blood and sacrifice and death, um, but it's David's temple that's full of music and dancing and worship. Um, and, you know, we have, and as you just, I mean, reference, we have several scriptures that back up our non-conventional form of worship. Um, so... We wanted to dive a little deeper into this topic today, um, and since Sister Holly was so influential in our lives and how we worship today and how we push the people that we are around to worship, we wanted her to give us her viewpoint on worship and why it's important and why she felt the need to instill it in us. Mm -hmm. So... Sister Holly, tell us why outward demonstrative worship is important to you. Why do you feel like it's such a vital aspect for Holy Ghost filled believers? Well, um, I would say I have always um, been in a family that um, demonstrated a lot of worship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was taught that, but more than I was just taught that, it was just something that was in me. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I believe that God puts that into everyone. I think there is um, something in you that longs to worship mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. worship can be many different forms. And obviously we're talking about worship in the church, but God created us, I feel, to um, to worship him, to praise him, to dance. It's mm -hmm. like you said, there's numerous scripture that states worship him with raising of the hands mm -hmm. and dancing. And um, to me, it's just, I don't know, it's always been, um, I've never done drugs, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, but I would, I would like it in, unto a high. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. that's kind of strange, yeah. whatever, you know, but um, it gives me, um, I don't know, it just gives me a feeling that I, I can't, when I worship God, you know, when I worship and I'm shouting or I'm dancing or I'm running the aisles or whatever I'm doing or whatever I feel to do at the time, mm -hmm. I just feel like it gives me, um, I could conquer the world at that yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could do anything. And... Um, I, I believe that God gives us um, an opportunity to worship Him, you know, and during that time, I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> that <laughs> happens. <laughs> I'm like, I now know what Brother Cuffin feels like when he just <laughs> no, cannot remember like, anybody's name. What did I just yeah. say? The question again was? <laughs> Why do you think it's a vital aspect for Holy Ghost filled believers to worship? Why do I feel? I feel like worship also um, 
gives you the ability to conquer things. Yeah. Um, I believe it is, you know, the Bible tells you to um, jump for joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, you know, some people interpret that differently, but I believe by me jumping, mm-hmm. I will receive joy. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said earlier, it it's, it's just like a high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that gets me through my day, mm-hmm. you know, or that gets me through my week. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I come up here and pray, you know, you're you're sitting there and it's just especially back to um covid mm-hmm. when we were not having church yeah um it was just like my soul just longed mm-hmm. to yeah. worship i yeah. mean i'm like i don't have a church service to, that i can actually right. worship in you know when we're in our cars mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and it was just horrible and um it was just like there was one day pastor was preaching or someone was singing I can't remember and I'm like you know I've had it yeah I've had it with this I my my soul my heart my being mm-hmm. is just bubbling up to mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. let that shout out yeah. or whatever yes it is and that's yeah. literally what I liken it to it is like a fire that is shut up and I'm like if I just if I can you know, if I if I cover this up, you know, it's just going to be smoke, you yeah. know, and it's, it's going to just, I'm going to burn out and it's yeah. going to be horrible. Yeah. But um, I feel like everybody, um, and I know some people are more reserved than mm-hmm. others, you know, everybody has their different forms of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a more exuberant worshiper, yeah. um, but I do that because I, God has done so much for right. me. He's, right. he's given me so much. Mm-hmm. He's blessed me with so much. And, you know, I know if I was as we as apostolic say, if I was a part of the world mm-hmm. that I know what I would give the world. Yeah. And by me not giving that to God, mm-hmm. then I, I, I believe I'm shortchanging him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in a way I'm still, um, I'm still giving to this world instead of giving to him. So I feel like every um, Holy Ghost feel believer should have some sort of worship in their life. Um, um, you know, I'm not saying it's a heaven or hell issue, but I do believe that it helps you as a person mm-hmm. go through your week. It helps you to overcome things and it helps you to persevere and go through things. Um, because like I said, once, if I give everything in worship, mm-hmm. I feel like I could conquer the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could jump from a building mm-hmm. and fly. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. the way it makes me mm-hmm. feel. So I, I do think everyone, um, like I said, everyone should at some point, every opportunity that they are given mm-hmm. to worship God, mm-hmm. how they feel to worship yeah. Him. So I know um, a lot of times when I was a teenager, you know, if we were just kind of like, going through the motions of the service, you would come up and you would get us all together and you would, you know, push us to worship. And what, I know why you did that, but I want you to tell us, um, how do you feel like that was, do you think that it was um, related to spiritual warfare in that context? Yes, I do. I do. I feel like, um, you know, and a lot of times... You know, you hear your pastor, and you know, our pastor does this. Let's create an, an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I feel like there are angels mm-hmm. and, you know, there are demons, I, I feel like, or, or spirits, mm-hmm. rather, in our services. Yeah. And um, 
you know, sometimes it's very easy for a, a man of God to preach, and then other times he struggles the entire time. And by bringing you all, or, you know, you girls together, I felt like you're creating an atmosphere. And when you create that atmosphere, um, it makes other people more comfortable, mm -hmm. the more, you know, kind of like peer pressure. Right. Um, the more you have and on in the same mindset mm -hmm. and you're in one accord, mm -hmm. then you can create that atmosphere and you are going to be more apt to let yourself worship God mm -hmm. how you right. want to, mm -hmm. you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm making sense with that. Um, yeah. You can, it, when, when everyone is around you and you're all on the same level, you're all on the same playing field, I guess you would say, then you feel like you can, you, you can fit, do anything and everything you do is acceptable. Other times, you know, you I've been a young person and you're like, there's no way I would do that because yeah. she looks like an idiot. Yeah. But, you know, it's not really about that. Right. It's, um, it's about who are you worshiping? But back to your, um, Back to your um, question as far as, you know, bringing everyone together in spiritual warfare. warfare, warfare um, like I said, I think it, it, you have to create an atmosphere. And the more that you push and you worship, I believe you're um, enabling yourself to defeat the enemy. Yeah. I believe, you, like I said again, it's like you have a power. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but um, it's just like you're in bowl, mm -hmm. you're you're. Um, what is the word? Um, not emboldened. You're, you were not empowered, but yeah, it's almost like you. And this is, and this sounds, this sounds may like I have absolutely lost my mind, but there have been times. You know how like sometimes when you're like praying and you're starting to like enter into the spirit, you can like tell you're get starting to get somewhere. Sometimes you can see. I don't, I don't know if this happens to everybody, but you can like almost see pictures in your mind of like kind of what's happening or what's yep. fixing to happen and there have been times it's like when when I'm praying or in the prayer room or like at the altar and I can feel like things gearing up in the yes. spirit it's almost like I can see armor starting to come yes. like pieces of armor are starting to be put on my body almost and to me that's what worship does yes you're right it's like the pieces of the armor you know, and the more you worship, it's like there's another piece, there's another piece to get you ready for that battle. Yes, I agree with that. It is, it is preparing you. I yeah. think when you worship, and you get in that atmosphere, yeah. and you, you, you are, like I said, you're able to conquer the yeah. world. Mm -hmm. Well, know? in the in the Old Testament, when the Israelite army would go out, the worshippers went out first. They were the first people into battle, and that's got to be significant. Extremely there's a reason. The worshippers went out first because they had that boldness about them to go out and look the enemy in the eye, you know. And um, yes, because you do have to have a bold. Oh, yeah. uh, you have to have a very bold because it mm -hmm. can be intimidating. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. you know. But mm -hmm. you can't think about yeah. that. Right. Those things you have to, and just like the worshippers, they were. Mm -hmm. That's what they were known for is worship. Yep. So that is the reason they went out. Yep. There was nothing to distract them. Mm -hmm. No. Nope. There was no reason them not to go out mm -hmm. um, they knew what they were there for and yes yeah. that's, that's what they loved and that's what they done yeah yeah so can you tell us a time um, when God asked you to step out and do something you know quote-unquote crazy worship wise and it had a direct undeniable impact I would 
say every single time mm-hmm. that I have felt to really do something um, out of the normal or mm-hmm. out of what I would call my normal, mm-hmm. um, there has been a, de- a direct relation to mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't really run the aisles a lot, mm-hmm. but when I feel it, I'm like, hey, you know, it's time to go. Yeah. Let's do it. And um, I would say almost every time either God will use me mm-hmm. to go minister to somebody else mm-hmm. or like something immediately afterwards <clears throat> I would feel some, or something would come into my spirit mm-hmm. and I would go and say hey and I would say something to somebody and a week or two later they would come back mm-hmm. you don't know what yeah. what you told me or what you said to me meant mm-hmm. or what it done or where I was at in my life or you know we have had um, Eric and I have been blessed financially several times through the years and almost every time those blessings have came um, outside of us, you know, giving and offering and mm-hmm. stuff like that is been, I would relate it back to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's sometimes that him and I have both come together as a family unit. Mm-hmm. And um, like Eric, is, he's a worshiper, but he's probably not as exuberant mm-hmm. as me. He's a man also, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But when we would combine together and we would both be in that same mindset mm-hmm. and we would give everything we could in worship, mm-hmm. um, literally, there would be a blessing yeah. within the next week or so. Um, you know, and I have seen uh, miracles mm-hmm. through um, worship. I would be, I would feel to do something and I'm like, God, you know, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm just warring within myself. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to look stupid mm-hmm. or they're going to think I'm crazy. But then I would finally, you know, persevere and do that. Yeah. Um, and it was like God was testing me mm-hmm. to see what I would what I would do for him, you know, or what I would give or, and, um, always, I'm, I would say always when there has been an over, um, like a really exuberant mm-hmm. worship that there has always been some type of, um, either blessing or God has used me or I've seen healing mm-hmm. or, um, anything like that. And, and you know, sometimes you wonder it, it's, it's like once you do that, I think it's a faith builder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. a really, I mean, total faith builder in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of people say it's hype. Oh, it's nothing but hype. Um, but it takes a lot to get to that point. Yeah, it, um, it takes a lot of, of um, you sacrificing your own mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and pride. your pride. Yeah. That is very true. Um, and, you know, that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. But after every time, I would say every single time I have, you know, outside of my normal worship, right, right. there has been something that it's almost like God is like, hey, I'm pleased with what mm-hmm. you've done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not reward you, but I'm going to show right. you right. Um, how much this means. How much yeah. this means mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't name specifically one, one thing. Yeah. But like I said, literally every time I was trying to think about this when you know when you asked me about coming on the show and I'm like oh god I can't think of any just one specific yeah. time because yeah. it's like every time I would think it's it's something mm-hmm. it's been something mm-hmm. every time um but it, it's just amazing how god will if you if you yield to that yes. you yield to worship mm-hmm. you know there's been times that I have not yeah and and don't you feel guilty? I like, feel so guilty. And it's and it, or if God tells you, "Hey, do X," and you don't, and somebody else across the church does, and it's and like it's, they just stole my blessing. They stole my like, blessing. They stole yes. that from me. Yes. Because I wouldn't do it. Yep. 
They can actually steal it. Right, I gave like, it to right, them. Right, right. I let like, them have it. Yeah. I let them have it. Because it's like you have that one moment where it's like, ooh, should I do that? Is that really God? God, is that really you? Yes. And then it's like, if you if you wait a split second too long, God's like, all right, somebody else will Next. do it for me. If you won't do it, somebody yes. else will do it for me. Yes. And it's so <sighs> depressing. It is. When you realize that yeah. you so, missed your opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. kind of in that, in that same vein of the Lord prompting you to do stuff, you know, um, me and Megan have talked about this often and in the school in my classroom with the kids or like out at youth service or whatever we, if we do youth service I catch myself like I, I, often often enough for me to be like I catch myself well when I was in the youth group you know those words have come out of my yes. mouth yeah. well, too many times the older I get the worse <laughs> well when I was your age and so it gets worse. You know, oh, God. I I just sitting here listening to you. I'm just sitting here thinking, and the amount of times that I can remember you specifically pushing me to worship and my friends. Like, what? How do you did you as a young adult overcome the well, I, should I say something? Like, is it, like, you know, is it my is place it my to business? go up there? Yeah. And that finger. <laughs> I'm the finger a lot. <laughs> Take my finger and drill a hole through their shoulder. <laughs> you know, or slice their nose open with my fingernail um, and be like, get your feet off the ground. What are you, like, if you're going to survive, you've got to start moving. Yeah. Like, get your hands in the air. If you don't need it, the person standing next to you does. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, what are you doing just standing here? Has the Lord not been good to you? Yes. Like, I can just think, the amount of times that I can just think of right off the top of my head, that I can, or even, we would just feel your presence yeah. come up behind <laughs> us, and we would be like, raise our hands, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, y'all, y'all better get to moving, you know, because we're finna, we're finna get it, you know. At or, least bounce or something. Act like you're doing yeah, yes. Or, or after yes. church, you know, you would, you would be like, at, like at a youth rally, we would not want to worship because, you know, we, you know, we was trying to look good. Mm-hmm. We was trying to look good. You'd be like, are, are y'all proud of yourselves? Yes. Because you stood there like bumps on a dill pickle. Remember those days. <laughs> so, I just, you know. I would like I would like for you to speak to the people my age that are like you know there are some days when I want to push somebody or I see somebody struggling and I'm like you know what I mean like should I go up behind them and be like if you want to make it you gonna have to move because those are the kinds of things that you said to us and some of that kept me. Some of the victories that I won in those instances kept me. And I think it's a it's a spirit of our of this generation almost. That's like, well it's not my business. Mm -hmm. That's not my business. I don't want a fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to bother them because that's not my business. Well, um, I was taught you know, that it really didn't it, matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is your business. It is yeah. my business. Yeah. Um, if you're going to this church and you're part of my church family, mm-hmm. especially, th- it, it is my business because mm-hmm. we are a family. Right. Um, anyone inside of your church, we are a family. And um, I, this is my deal. If I've always, I don't know, I've always prayed every time, you know, before I go into a service, God, 
I want to be a willing vessel. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you ask of me, I want to be willing to do this. And by me saying that and praying that, it sometimes... um, God's going to test you. Yes, he is, very much so. And, you know, sometimes it's very easy. I would just just feel it, you Mm -hmm. know, or or I would... I could look at you and I could tell, okay, you're struggling, or I may would know of a situation. And I knew, I'm like, okay... Yes, you need a, a time of prayer yourself. But yeah. at this point in your life right now, you need to be set free. Mm-hmm. You need to worship. Mm-hmm. You need joy in your life. And um, yes, a, a, a good old-fashioned prayer meeting is going to help you. But at this point, I feel like you need a good old-fashioned shout. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would just, if God nudged me, you got to... You've got to be able to uh, be sensitive enough to when God nudges you. Because, obviously, there's not going to be an, a spirit that's going to say, Hey, yeah. why don't you go pray for Sarah? Right. <laughs> I the mean, it's, not gonna he's go. not going to tell you, you know, and you've yeah. just got to be able to know in yourself, Okay, look. I'm either going to do this or I'm not. Mm -hmm. Do I love these people Mm -hmm. or do I not? Is their salvation more important than my parents? Mm -hmm. You know, or is, is, is them staying and coming and and being a part of this youth group more important than what they think about me at this time? Because Mm -hmm. I know there were several people that probably got mad at me throughout the years. Um, but you know, you look, Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, right. (laughs) But I was better for it. That's right. And in the end, like Alyssa and I, we have Mm -hmm. gotten, Oh my gosh, numerous, not much now, but when she was younger, Um, but she would always come back to me furiously mad at me mm-hmm. at, during the time. Mm-hmm. But then she would come back and she was like, thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, if you will just follow that nudge, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, um, that's like I am with kids even now. I've got, I have small walkers five. Um, you know, somebody asked me the other day, well, how do you know when to step on their toes and when they're not? I'm yeah. like, look. This is one big family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here. If I see you struggling or I see you failing or I see you doing something wrong, then it is my obligation, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not to butt into everybody's right. business. Right. But you know, when you pray, God lays people on your heart. He lays things on you, you know. Um, now, there have been times that I knew that somebody was going through something. And I have wanted to go pray with them or wanted to, but it was like I would feel this hesitation. Like, I want to go do it, but something's like, no. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was God saying, hey, the timing's not right, Mm -hmm. or if that was just a little bit of our carnality sliding Mm -hmm. in there. Um, I don't know, but you have to, you just got to be willing Mm -hmm to answer that to that nudge you got to be willing to sacrifice your appearance what other people think about you and you know to not to be the cool one Mm -hmm. to go and just do what you feel or what god's laid on your heart to do and and encourage them and and push them into worship um because you know that's like mom has told me all my life she's always pushed me and she's probably pushed some of y'all before Mm -hmm. um but there is coming a point, I see she's 65, 66, yeah. and, you know, I see myself 
filling the shoes that she kind of filled at the time and you all are my age well then okay it's you all's time to fill my shoes when I was your age and I feel like we we do lack that mm-hmm. more now yeah. um, but I think it is a, um, a reflection of our society yeah. nobody wants to be involved well I don't want to I don't want to judge them or yeah. I don't want them to think negative of me or I don't want their mom to feel bad you know at this mm-hmm. point does it really matter if their soul is lost yeah. you know I mean you've got to do you know I feel like that mm-hmm. um, you've got to do what you feel like God has laid on your heart mm-hmm to do and you've got to be bold enough to do that it comes with you have to have a boldness you You have to have a boldness and you have to just throw caution to the wind sometimes and um and and push those because those girls that are 14 15 16 years old they're not sometimes you have to push them to that once they break that little barrier there Mm -hmm. it's like okay y'all have at it and they take it on their own Mm -hmm. but they just have to have somebody to kind of usher them into where they feel comfortable. And once they get to that place, just like with you all, all of y'all, mm-hmm. once I, you know, once you get one, one or two, mm-hmm. it's like the whole group just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, let me, you know, and yeah. then oh, this is okay. it's like yeah. a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, typically that's the way it is. And, um, you know, and most of the time you only have to push one or two and then the rest, you know, it just falls into place. But you've got to be willing to step out there and, and do that initial mm-hmm. get your head up there and yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> get your head up there and let's pray yeah. hey guys let's 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 do yeah. something here let's yeah. present an atmosphere yeah. um, be the the one I can always remember we would see you coming like if we were sometimes in our church but a lot of times it was at a youth rally you would really you y'all used to really push us to be our youth group to look at ourselves as leaders yeah mm-hmm. um and my age group, especially a lot of my age group, my peers are leaders today in our church. And I really think that some of, a lot of that is because y'all pushed us to view ourselves that way. Um, but I can remember, like, we would literally be like, oh, God. You know, because we would. We got a shout out again. We would, oh, <laughs> like, we would see you, because y'all would always sit behind us. You know, the rule was, you don't sit behind the chaperone. That's right. You know, so we would see you like out of the corner of eye and you would stop at the end of the pew and be like, let's go. Mm -hmm. And you would make us go up to the altar. Yes. You know, even if nobody else had gone up there yet, Mm -hmm. you were like, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We've been to worship. Yeah. You know, um, this is who we are and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, at the time, like I said, we'd be like, but, but then even in the, even that night, we'd be like, yeah, we, we led the worship. Our youth group led the worship. Well, really the only reason we went up there is because you made us. Um, Get your in up there. Yeah. Let's go. Uh You know, and we were like, oh my God, that's embarrassing. But then after we would be like, yeah, yeah, we did that. You got to push them. And I was like, and I knew y'all needed it. And I said, y'all needed what he preached. And I said, and I knew you needed to get down there and move your end and, and get what you needed. But I mean, I didn't want to, you know. I didn't want to walk all the way up to the balcony and 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 get them because I was like, well, I'm gonna embarrass the finger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, that's what that's what one of the girls she was like. My shoulder hurt for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I didn't want to. In my head, I'm like, well, I'm gonna embarrass them. There's all kinds of youth groups here. If I go up there, everybody knows who I am. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, my husband is from that church. And I'm like, if, and, you know, everybody's looking. And they see me chewing them girls out and marching them to the mm-hmm. front. They're going to be like, what is she doing? You know, like, I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to embarrass me. But then at the, I, I just, because I literally, like, the entire service, I sat back there in my pew and I was like, should I go get them when he's done? Should I not go get them when he's done? And debated it. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, these girls getting what they needed at this time, at mm-hmm. this rally, is more important than what anybody else thinks. Yep. You know, and them saying that, because they haven't said a word to me about it. I was just like, after it was over, I went home and I was like, they probably think I am so dumb. Yes. They probably hate me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then them hearing the other day talk about how much, you know, they needed it. I was like, well, I mean, there you go. You know, right there is reason enough to keep pushing myself to, you know, say something. Yes. Um, I've had that happen to me once or twice where I went and, like, I've pushed one of the young girls or, you know, been whatever, and walk away and, like, oh, oh, they hate me. They they are mad at me, you know. But, and then two or three weeks later or a month later, they'll be dealing with something and they'll come to me crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and they, they told me the only reason they felt like they could come to me is because I prayed for them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, I mean, I was kind of miffed at you because you yeah. didn't respond the way yeah. I thought you should have, you, you know? Didn't even but move. No. It's like they know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like they know deep inside of them that you genuinely care about mm-hmm. them. And you establish a relationship, I think, yeah. by doing that. And that's something that will stay with them. Mm-hmm. For the rest of their life, yeah. especially yeah. if if you are a mentor like that to them mm-hmm. at a younger age, mm-hmm. you know, especially 13, 14 to, you know, even 17, 18, um, it's going to stay with them mm-hmm. and they're going to, um, they're going to one day look up and, and thank you for that. So you feel stupid when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and I know like, yeah. I, I, that's like me. Yes, I'm not, if I am, I will bar dog you, you know, it's like, Okay, if you see me walking in a service, I am on a mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And yeah. you know that, you know, they're like, oh, my God, who's, 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 who's it going to be like? And I've seen my mom do the same thing. Yeah. I've seen numerous people um, in our church do that. And you know that when they do that, mm-hmm. they're, hey, there's a word. You're mm-hmm. just going to get something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so, um, and it's refreshing mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm when you do that and you obey God. Yeah. It's you, you feel accomplished. I don't know. It's just like, it's like God blesses you Mm -hmm. in turn by you doing his will and, Mm -hmm. and helping someone Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. So what about, um, can you speak a little bit about consist your consistency in worship? Because, you know, as a young person, like we always knew you were going to be worshiping. Whether we were or not, whether we felt like it, whether, and even now as an adult, you know, I do see that in you. Is it just that you formed the habit of worship or do you have to make a conscious effort to be that consistent with it? Well, I would say that it has always been drilled into me. My mom has always been a worshiper Mm -hmm. and I see her, um, I know there's been times when she is physically not able to mm-hmm. worship, mm-hmm. but I've seen her get out there and shout mm-hmm. and 
do whatever. And I know she did not feel like it. I know she didn't feel like it, but she has taught me. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter how, what you're going through, um, to be consistent. You know, God, you're not, you're not worshiping God because he's been good to you, mm-hmm. you know, or because he blessed you. You're worshiping God because you love him yeah. and you have a relationship with him. So there have been numerous times that I have not wanted to. Yeah. And, but I have to, I look around and I know that I have three children that are looking at me. And I know I have a uh, young people that are looking at me and I have to think I'm not just doing this for myself sometimes and you know I have to I have to do this for other people I have to help them to know that you know you can you can be consistent with this you know it and just like with my mom she doesn't I've, I've, there's been numerous times I have not felt like worshiping but I'll I, and I will I will check myself I'll be like you know what um I need to have my end up there worshiping mm-hmm. or I, I need to have my I need to get up there around the front um, because it's it's my duty mm-hmm. I feel like it is mm-hmm. my duty I feel like I am mm-hmm. one of those worshipers right. that went out on the right. field right. I feel like that is mm-hmm. you know I think there are callings for everybody I'm not saying that is my calling you know but I do believe that is one of them I I, I know I am a worshiper mm-hmm. um, but you have to just like I don't want to get up and go to work every day right but I do it, yeah. Um, you know, and there are honestly times that I don't want to come to church, but I do it, and I have to look at um, we have to look at worship the same way. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's consistency, and whether you feel like it or not. And there's been numerous times that I have not felt like worshiping, but I look around me and I'm like, you know, I know that kind of sounds weird. I'm not worshiping for other people, but just like sometimes I don't want to come to church, but I come to church for my kids, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I want them. And it's just the same way I get up there and I, through the years and I've worshiped and I praise the Lord, um, because I know that there are other people that are looking at me mm-hmm. and I have to, as a leader, be consistent in what I do. If, if one, one weekend I'm out there just shouting and kicking and bucking and throwing hairpins and the next weekend I sit on my end, yeah. then who's going to have any confidence right. in me? You know, mm-hmm. who's going to have, um, who's going to look at me and say, I want to be like her, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Because the double-minded man is unstable. That's right. That's right. I, I can't, I can't do that. Um, now, sure, there are times that, you know, you're going to do more than others, right. you know. Um, but you, you just got to say, look, this is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. whether I feel good. Whether I feel, you know, tired, whether I've just had a fight with my husband, mm-hmm. whether, you know, I don't want to be on the platform, whatever, you've got to make up, it's a made up mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm making up my mind that I'm going to be a worshiper no mm-hmm. matter what, mm-hmm. because I'm going to have an impact on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I am a leader and it's, it's. You do it not only for yourself and for God, but you do it for others too. Yeah. And you just got to make up your mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, there's numerous times, numerous, I have not felt like worshiping. And then something inside of me will be like, you're not 
up to par where you need to be right now. And I will start worshiping, you know, and, and something will prick my heart and you know, they'll pat, uh, preach, somebody will preach. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not where I need to be. I know this. And the only way that I'm going to, I have two cho- two options in life. I can live for God or I can't, right, you know? Yeah. So once I feel that, I'm like, I know to do right. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I have, an, I have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Do I want to continue to do right or do I want to slowly set myself back? Yeah. So I say, I'm going to do right. And I push myself to worship and I wind up breaking through mm-hmm. and I get a victory or I get you know, the problem that I'm having that mm-hmm. set me back yeah. or whatever, it's like I have, I now have the ability to overcome it yeah. because I've crucified my yeah. flesh, basically. Right. Right. I just, right. I've crucified mm-hmm. my flesh. Well, and, and going back to the plan of the Israelites, the way that they did battle, again, it's the worshipers went out first. And every, I believe that every time we come to church, it is a battle in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the devil starts fighting people when they wake up in the morning. Yeah if you got a midweek service to try to keep them out of that service. You know, and I've, I felt it, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll be fine. And then about six 30, I'm going to feel like I'm dying. Yes. I'll get mm-hmm. fatigue. Yes. I'll get, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, if I can just hear that first song, when they hit that note on the yes. piano, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Be you know, okay. and it's like, if I can just get to the front and get my hands in the air because the worshipers go to the battle first, mm-hmm. you know, and I, 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 I believe the devil tries to keep the worshipers out of the service or keep them, you know, give them a headache, give them a, you know, whatever, where they don't feel like they can get out of that pew or, you know, or, or attack their mind, you know, to where they're just so inside themselves where it's like, well, I'm not worthy to put my hands up. How can I go up to the front and worship? Mm-hmm. You know, because, condemnation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the worshipers go out first and he knows if the worshipers are out on the front lines, he can't. He can't do nothing. No, because they present the yeah, atmosphere. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and Sister Debbie, she always told us in Sunday school, you know, she'd say, you're not going to out-worship me. No. You're not. You're not going to out-worship me. And as a teenager, that was a challenge because I was always like, you ain't going to tell me I ain't going to do something. You know, like, yeah. uh, if you tell me I can't, guess what? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a challenge for my spirit to try to become the worshiper that she was, mm-hmm. you know. So every time I come into the service, I'm like, these kids ain't out worshiping me, you know. Like, yes. I'm gonna be back here, you know. And, and th- there was a young person come to me a couple months ago, and she was like, I just feel like nobody's worshiping, and I don't want to do it by myself. And I said, Baby, you're not alone. I said, You may not can see me. I yep. said, But I'm back there. Yep. And I said, You're not gonna out worship me, Mm-mm. you know. And I said, You're not worshiping alone. Mm-mm. I said, You've got at least me back there. Yep. I said, because I'm always going to be worshiping, you know. And and it's going back to what you said about, I'm not just worshiping for me. Mm-hmm. I'm worshiping for the babies on the front row, too, yep. you know. And because if I go through a service and they look back and I'm just sitting there, what's that going to okay. say to them? I think it's okay. Exactly. Well, exactly. it was Sister Megan, yeah. you know, her husband is an evangelist, yeah. and mm-hmm. that, and if she can sit down mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and be okay, mm-hmm. then, then then I can, mm-hmm. I can, I can sit on my hands one service, I'll be fine. But they may not be, yeah. because yeah. that's for me, worship is where my life comes from. Yes, you know, I I'm not in the choir. I don't play. I don't sing. I don't, there was, I was in the choir for several years, but then there come a point where I don't like to sing. I don't enjoy, I was just up there because I almost felt obligated to be up there. And, um, 
there was one service and it was like a switch flipped for me and I was on the platform in the choir singing and I just started squalling because I wanted to be and and our church doesn't inhibit worship by no means if you're in the choir and you feel like shouting by all means get down there and worship you know Brother Kevin is very you know if a musician feels like worshiping put your instrument down and go worship but it was almost like I felt so trapped by being in the choir like I knew I could go down there and and shout yeah but it it's hard to describe it it's like I just wanted to worship so bad I just wanted to be a worshiper you know yeah. what I mean yeah. and I think that night if I remember right I went down and I told one of the older ladies I said I'm fixing I'm, I'm running for you tonight and I left the choir and I ran the aisles and she shouted you know whatever she told me after service she was like I needed somebody to worship for me tonight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, God was telling me, it's okay if you're not a singer. It's okay if you're not a musician because you can worship me just by worshiping. You know, like... Ministry of the same. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, this this is your ministry. And I quit the choir and I become a worshiper, but, but I don't sit in my pew. Right. When that choir gets up and starts singing, I go to the front and I worship because that's my job. Yeah. I feel like that's my job. That's my ministry. Yep. You know, so. Very important. It was good. It was a good conversation. Thank you. Yes. For, for joining us today. But that was a great episode. Keep working for Christ, but in the working, don't forget to stop and sit at his feet for a minute. Martha, it's okay to slow down and take time to worship and rest in Him. Thank you for joining us at the table where Monday is made possible. Until next time. This has been episode two of season two of the Messy Martha podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Messy Martha podcast.